0: Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck and welcome to the word at my church. If this is your first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be. And I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people, because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ All over the world, we are teaching ministry with a mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. But before we do, go ahead and grab your Bibles in your hand and repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe every word I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do by hearing its word and applying it by faith, it'll change my life. So I declare right now from this day forward that my life will never, ever, ever be the same again. And neither shall the life of anyone with whom I share this word. So I declare I'm going to share this word with someone so that their life may be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Precious God, Lord, we thank you today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the moments of preaching. Father, we thank you, Lord, for every opportunity to approach your throne of grace. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would just move me aside, take my place, speak to your people, say what you want to say, do what you want to do. Use me, Lord, as a vessel of your choosing. Father, I thank you, Lord, and I submit myself, Father God, Lord, to be used, Lord. Father God, Lord, that you may have your way today. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would speak through me, speak for me, move me out of the way, Lord, that your people would not see me, Lord, they would not hear me, but Lord, that they would hear you. Father God, Lord, bless this platform. Bless Father God, Lord, this mechanism, Father God, that you have chosen to use, Father God, Lord, for the furtherance of your gospel, Lord, to reach, Father God, Lord, millions around the world. And Father God, we declare, Lord, that lives shall be touched. Father God, Lord, that the gospel shall be preached. Father God, Lord, that people's lives shall be made better, Lord, because of us being obedient, Lord, to your call. Father God, Lord, that every resource necessary, Lord, we draw into the kingdom now. We bind every contrary spirit, every demonic force, Father God, every technical demon. Father God, we declare, Father God, Lord, that this ministry, Father God, shall do all that you have called us to do. Father God, Lord, that your kingdom shall come and your will shall be done on earth as in heaven. Father God, we declare, Lord, that we receive insight, foresight and revelation that we may, Lord, see, hear, and understand because your word declares, Father God, Lord, that if we could see, hear, and understand, we could be converted into that which we see, hear, and understand. So we declare, Lord, we are becoming, Lord, your change agents in the earth because that's what you call us to be. And we thank you and believe you, Lord, for it all. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God this morning. Now, if you've been with us, then you know that this is the year that God wants to restore the church to a place of greater influence and impact. But in order to produce the miraculous loss that God intended, we must be able to hear from God and do what he says because it requires unquestioned obedience. We must adopt a God mentality where we only think, feel and say what God says. The problem is our thinking is corrupt. As a matter of fact, God made it plain in Isaiah 55 that the reason why we don't get the results that he gets is because we don't think like he does. See, if our thinking is corrupt, it will corrupt everything we produce. So if we're going to be successful, we must first recognize that there is an issue with our mentality. Uh, What do you mean, Pastor? Well, we've lived in this body so long disconnected from the spirit of God, that we have developed a flesh-based mentality. But if we're going to experience restoration, we must recalibrate our thinking. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, recalibrating our thinking. Because we've got to become intentional about our thought life. As a matter of fact, open your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10. I know some of you think, well, Pastor, you're still talking about our thinking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were talking about that prior to the resurrection season, and we're still talking about it now because it is critical for us to get to where we're supposed to be. Second Corinthians chapter 10. And when you get there, look at verse three. I'm reading this from the New King James version of the text. And it reads. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, a stronghold is just a mentality, a thought process, a philosophy, a mindset that we hold on to that basically keeps us out of the will of God. He said, casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He says, so we've got to use those weapons. To pull down those things that we've been holding on to that are contrary to the word of God and cast down every argument that we come up with or that's presented to us that rises up against. What we know about God, about the word of God says, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. Here Paul tells us that we must uproot every thought that does not line up with the word. That we must be deliberate about what we allow to go on in between our ears. Because everything in our lives is determined by our thinking. See, that's how we were originally designed. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See, that word heart is not talking about that blood pumping vessel in your chest. It means your core. The soul of the man, your your thinker, your chooser, your feeler. It, it means your 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 heart, the the the, the center, the, the 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 essence of who you are. He says, as a man thinketh, evidently what you believe, that that how your mind works, your mentality that you have. He says that that thought process that you've grasped and you cling to. He said that's going to produce who you really are. And the problem is when our thinking is off our results are skewed. So we must recalibrate our thinking. See, that word calibrate means to adjust something so as to produce a precise result. See, when you calibrate a weapon or you calibrate a measuring device, you, you're calibrating it, you're adjusting it so that it produces a precise result. In other words, you want some, if you want something different, you've got to do something different. And it starts with changing your thoughts. Paul put it this way, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me help y'all see this. Uh, one of the pastors in our covenant family, pastor Shun Strickland from out in Arkansas, Pastor Shun shared a revelation on social media the other day that was absolutely life changing. She said, Every time you think a thought, you release a chemical that triggers a feeling that aligns with that thought. Then that feeling causes you to think more of the same thoughts. That creates More of the same chemicals. And that creates more of the same feelings. And this results in a thinking. Feeling cycle. That dictates your life. Now that's great when thoughts are good. And create good chemicals. That create good feelings. But when thoughts are bad, it's bad overall. So you have to become conscious of your thinking so you can interrupt the negative cycle that's creating your negative life. I told you that I told you that revelation is life changing. You get a hold of that. That's the beginning of shifting your life. Paul said you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And she's telling us here that there is a physiological process that takes place within us when we dwell on thoughts. There actually does something chemically within us that causes us to get into this thought process. And I'll take it a step further that those thoughts release those chemicals that produce those feelings. That causes us to have more of those thoughts. But when we have those feelings, we actually release words. And those words reinforce those thoughts. And so when we have more of those thoughts, we have more of those chemicals, we have more of those feelings. We say more of those words, we have more of those thoughts. So that thought feeling word thought cycle continues. And that's why we must recalibrate our thinking. We've got to deal with the different mentalities that are hindering us from producing the results that God intended. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And when you get there, look at verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 23. Here he says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Here the proverb writer tells us that we've got to be careful what kind of information, thoughts, even feelings we choose to receive. What kind of words we listen to. Because what's on the inside will determine what takes place on the outside. In other words, whatever is happening out here started in here. Y'all got to get it. See, if you're broke out here, it's not a money problem, but a heart problem. See, it's a poverty mentality. Can I prove it to you? See, that's one of the reasons why you see people win the lottery. Watch this. People who stay broke. Most of them have jobs. If they don't have a job, they have a source of income, whether it's uh, government assistance, whatever it is. They get money, but they get money and they're soon broke all over again. Why is that? It's a poverty mentality. Can I prove it to you? Trust me, I used to have one, I know. The Bible says, where your heart is, so is your treasure. In other words, where your heart, your mentality, your thought process, where you actually are placing your actual value system, See, you fixate on what you value. Mm. You fixate on where you put your trust. And the word declares that my God supplies all your need according to his riches and glory. So if you really believe that God is your source. Then you can never be broke out here. Because regardless of what your bank account says, regardless about of what's in your wallet. Because your trust and your treasure is in him to supply your need. You could never be broke because he said that they that trust in the Lord would never be put to shame. So it's not a money problem. It's a heart problem. See, because when you put your trust in things that are fleeting, that are temporary, that are unstable, you will always be let down. See, we try to hold on to something that is always escaping us. Because the external is dictated by the internal. Oh, I know somebody, somebody's like well, oh, pastor. I don't know about all that. It's easy for you to say that. No, you don't understand. I've been homeless before. I do lived out my car before, but I ain't homeless now. Yeah. And the shift did not take place until I recognized that it wasn't the money that I trusted. It was God. And when I learned to trust God instead of money, I stopped having money problems. Hmm. Somebody type in the comments. I've got to recalibrate my thinking. Go over to third John two. Yeah. Third John two. John's third epistle. Second verse. And when you get there, look at verse two. Look at what he says here. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Here, John tells us that it is his desire for us to experience success and be completely made whole. But that will be determined by maintaining a successful mentality. See, because it is our mentality, what we believe and trust in our heart and soul that dictates our circumstances. As a matter of fact, go over to Psalm. I mean, I'm sorry. Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. And when you get down, look at verse nine, the new international version here. He says in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. That word course there in the Hebrew is the word journey. It means manner in which. You must travel. So it's in your heart, it's in your mindset, it's in your mentality. He said that you plan your journey. He said, but it is the Lord that determines your steps. That word steps is translated course of life, your destination. In other words, you determine the journey, the manner in which you must travel. But it is the Lord that will determine your course of life. Your destination. What do you mean, Pastor? Watch this. God says he's getting ready to elevate you. But because you're so busy singing, you coming up the rough side of the mountain. Your mentality has determined that it's going to be difficult. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I know somebody looking at me crazy right now. But watch this. Y'all remember when God told the Israelites he was going to take them to the promised land? See, it was their mentality that caused them to have to spend 40 years in the wilderness. That wasn't God's plan. God planned the destination. They determined the course with their mentality. Because they were hard-headed, stiff-necked. Because they had a negative mindset. Because they had a pessimistic view. They made things a lot harder than they had to be. Hmm. See, it's the Lord that will determine your course in life. Your destination. But you determine the journey, the, the manner in which you must travel. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, he, he tells us in Jeremiah, he has plans for us, plans to prosper prosperous and not to harm us. And the Bible declares there is none like God declaring the end from the beginning. See, God sees our life from a different perspective and he knows where he wants us to go. But having the wrong mentality will take us off course and make our journey more difficult. Watch this. When the Israelites began their journey to the promised land, the Lord spoke to them saying, you have dwelt long enough, take your journey and go to the land of the Canaanites. He said, "See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fa- your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them the land, their descendants after them. So they're literally standing on the border of Canaan, the Promised Land." The land that God promised them, they're literally standing on the outskirts of their property. But when they get there, they sent spies in because they couldn't see things from his perspective. He said, I have set the land before you. He said, here it is. Go in and possess it. The land which I swore. I made a promise that I've already given it to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them and their descendants after them. He said, so I already made a promise that it's already yours. You're standing in front of it. I brought you here to it. He said, now just go in and take it. But because their mentality was off, their perspective was skewed. Their viewpoint did not look correct. They couldn't see things the way God seen them, saw them. He said, go in and possess the land, but their flesh mentality caused what should have taken 11 days to take 40 years. See, when your thinking is distorted, it blurs your perspective. You begin to perceive problems that are not problems. And that's why you must recalibrate your thinking. Go over to Romans 8. Romans 8. And when you get to look at verse 28. Watch this. New King James Version. Here he says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. How many of you love God? Go ahead, put it in the comments. Type it in the chat. Now, if you love God, how many of you feel like you've been called according to his purpose? Because remember, the Bible says he saved us and called us. That don't mean you got to be in the pulpit. Every one of us, if you've been saved, you got a calling on your life because he didn't save you for anything. He saved you and called you according to his purpose. He had a purpose for saving you. So if you saved and you actually love God. Then you should know that all things work together for the good. All things work together for your good. So look at what he says. He says, see, no matter what goes on, you got to recognize it's for your benefit. But pastor, you don't understand. Last time this happened. Well, first of all, that was last time. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. So you've got more mercy this time than you had last time. Yeah. Well, I hear you, pastor, but Still, last time it didn't work out for my good. Sure, it did. You just haven't figured it out yet because God said all things. And he's not a man that he said lie. And everything has not unfolded yet. You just need to stop looking at your situation and start looking at your savior. Oh, somebody type in the comment, recalibrate your thinking. See, what you perceive as a loss, God called a victory. See, what you thought was a setback, God said it was a setup. See, what you call a trial, God said that was your triumph. And see, you just missed it because your perspective was blurred because your mentality was skewed. Watch this. Look at the ceiling. Go ahead right now, wherever you are, just look up. Now while you're looking up, can you see what's going on around you? No. Because when you focus on God, your perspective changes and you think different. Yeah. Turn over to Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody today. Isaiah 26. And when you get and look at verse 23, Isaiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah 26, verse three. New King James version. Here he says. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Hmm. Here, God tells us that he will secure our peace. If we maintain our focus. Well, pastor, how do I do that? I got all kinds of stuff going on, all kinds of distractions, all kinds of problems. How how do I maintain my focus? Well, I'm glad you asked. Turn over to Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one. And when you get there, look at verse eight. Joshua chapter one, beginning at verse eight. And here it reads, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. He said, the first thing is don't say nothing but what I said. Yeah, going to give you a minute to catch that. You got to watch your mouth. Somebody type in the comments, watch your mouth. Secondly, he says, but you shall meditate in it day and night. See that word meditate means to ponder or imagine to mull over. In other words, you need to constantly be rehearsing the word in your mind. You need to constantly be thinking about what God said. He said, why? So that you can observe to do. He says, so you can see yourself with the correct results according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. See, that's the key to success right there. That's the key to getting the right results. That's the key. That's the formula. See, you've got to focus on the word. And the problem is scientists have shown they actually believe that you only retain 25% of what you hear. So you've got to establish a habit of getting in the word. You got to establish a pattern of listening to the messages over and over and over again. See, that's one of the reasons why we have invested so much in this ministry of making sure that the word is available on every platform so that when you're sitting in your house, you can watch it on your Roku, your Fire Stick, your Apple TV, on whatever device you need. You can sit and you can pay attention. You can take notes, but then you got the app on your phone so that when you're at your desk and your job or you're out in the doctor's office or wherever, you can pull it back up. And you can rehash it again that it's on YouTube. You can pull it up on your computer, your tablet. It's on all of the podcasts. So when you work it out, you're taking a walk, you can put your earbuds in. You can listen to it again. It's on your Alexa device. So you can just tell Alexa to play it for you and you can listen to it all over again while you're cleaning the house. So that you can focus on the word. See, because the answers to the majority of your problems could be right there on your phone. The Bible says through wisdom, a house is built, but by understanding, is it established? See, it's one thing for me to give you wisdom, but if you don't put in the effort necessary to apply this word. To gain understanding of how to utilize it in your everyday life, you won't be able to stand. You will never be secure. You will never become established. So you've got to make God and His Word your focus. As a matter of fact, go to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. And when you get there, look at verse four. Here he says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. See, when my focus is on God, not only will he show me what to desire, but he will produce those desires in my life. Because my focus is not on what has happened or what is happening, but the one who is with me no matter what happens. Watch this. Your mind is the thermostat to your life. What do you mean, Pastor? See, a thermostat is a device that establishes or maintains a desired temperature where a thermometer simply measures the temperature. One influences its environment. The other is influenced by the environment around it. And that's why you got to recalibrate your thinking because God desires the church to go to that place of greater impact and influence. You were meant to influence your environment and not be influenced by it. Somebody type in the comment, my mind is a thermostat. As a matter of fact, go over to Colossians chapter three. Let me show you how it works. Colossians chapter three. Look at verse three. I'm sorry, look at verse one. I'm gonna read this to you from the New International Version. Here Paul says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above. See, if it's hot in the house, you turn the setting on your thermostat down to a lower temperature and all of a sudden it adjusts the atmosphere the environment in your house, it lowers the temperature. See, because it influences the environment to become what you desire. So he says, since you have been raised with Christ, see, since you have been resurrected with Christ, He said, now use that same power to recalibrate your thinking and set it on the things that are above. Instead of focusing on what's happening, focus on the one who's with you regardless of what happens so that you can now influence your environment instead of your environment influencing you. He says, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. See, I I told you the way you think will determine the outcome of your life. And the reason why we can't afford to focus on the flesh. is because when we're focused on the flesh, we can't trust God. What do you mean, Pastor? See, you can't look up and down at the same time. And we know without faith, it's impossible to please God. So being carnally minded hinders our ability to operate by faith. And that's why Paul tells us in the Philippian letter, finally, brethren, whatever, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, if you look at what he just said, whatever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtuous, praiseworthy. All of those things describe God and his word. So he says, focus on God and his word. Somebody type in the comments. You got to make the word your focus. Turn over to Psalm 119. 119. A couple more scriptures and I'm gonna let you go. Psalm 119, when you get there, look at verse 11, here he says, your word I've hidden in my heart. In other words, I have focused on the word and stored it in my mind. He said that I might not sin against you. Now, the Bible says anything that is not of faith is sin. So that means any unbelieving thought, any thought that does not obey Christ. So the reason why it's important that I focus on the word is so that my thinking does not get off track. So that I do not end up in an unbelieving state. Where I stop trusting God. Because we already established when my thinking is corrupt. My results, it will corrupt everything that I produce. Look at verse 12. He says, blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. See, this is the testimony of someone who has made a decision to live according to God's word. In verse 13, he says, with my lips, I've declared all the judgments of your mouth. In other words, I will only say what you said, because this is key to recalibrating my thinking. See, the mouth is a major gate to the heart. And we know the Bible teaches us to guard your heart. With all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. And we do so by confession, by coming into agreement with what he said. Well, go over to Ephesians chapter 4, last scripture. Last scripture, but I got to get you to see this. Because I told you, we've got to recalibrate our thinking. We've got to break this thought, feeling, speech cycle that's producing this broken life. Look at verse 29. He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to use. To the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. See, this is important because you are the first one to hear what you say. Oh, I think I need to say that again. You are the first one to hear what you say. And yours is the loudest voice you'll ever hear. See, that was a revelation God gave me years ago. I've been teaching that for years. If you've never tried it, Put your fingers in your ears, plug your ears, turn the stereo up as loud as you can and whisper your name and see them. You still hear it because your voice is louder than any other. That's why it don't matter what nobody else says about you. Doesn't matter what God says about you. It only matters what you say about you. And that's why it's important that you say what God said. Because as Pastor Shun taught us earlier, what you will say will affect how you think. What you think will affect how you feel. As a matter of fact, Jesus tells us in Mark's gospel that whoever believes the things he says will have whatever he says. Because your thoughts influence your results. Matter of fact, in Luke's gospel, he tells us out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So see, my thoughts affect how I feel and then how I feel affects how I speak. And all of that, my speech affects my results. So my thoughts affect my results and it's a cycle because if my thoughts are bad, my feelings will be bad. And if my feelings are bad, my words will be bad. And if my words are bad, my thoughts will be bad my feelings will be bad. My words will be bad. My words will be bad. My thoughts will be bad. My feelings will be bad. My words will be bad. But if my thoughts are good, my feelings are good. My words are good. My thoughts are good. My feelings are good. My words are good. My thoughts are good. My feelings are good. And I continue that cycle. I shall have whatsoever I say. And if I'm speaking good, then I'm producing good results. So we must make it a practice to not only think what he thinks, but say what he says. Because if we believe what we say, we will have what we say. And that's why it's important to recalibrate our thinking. Because if we make our thoughts his thoughts, our ways will become his ways. Amen. God bless you today. I pray this word has blessed you. I'm telling you, I'm there's a transformation taking place in the body. God is preparing the church to lay the foundation for Jesus's return. It's our season. Stop looking at the news. Stop worrying about the, 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 the the natural disaster. Stop worrying about the financial crisis. Stop worrying about the unrest. Stop worrying about the, the corruption and the, and the sin in the world. Stop worrying about all of that. The fact that it's dark outside, means it's time for light. It's our time to shine. And God is preparing us to have greater influence and impact in the earth. But we've got to hear God and do what he says. We got to be in a position. Unquestioned obedience. When God speaks, you got to be able to move. You got to be able to do what he says. So you've got to adjust your mindset. He says, conform no longer to the pattern of this world. You got to stop receiving and doing everything that the world does. He said, then be transformed by renewing your mind. You got to change your thought process so that you can get a different result. Because it's going to be your results that is going to attract the world. It's going to change. They're going to want the kind of marriage you have. They're going to want the kind of children you have. They're going to want the kind of finances and health you have. They're going to want to see the things that you're producing. They're going to say, how did you do that? And you're going to tell them only by the Most High God, I can teach you if you want to follow. Oh, y'all don't believe me. Y'all remember when Jesus came and borrowed Peter's boat and preached. And after he finished preaching, he told him, let down the net. Peter was like, man, I done fished all night. I ain't caught nothing. Jesus said, let down the nets. He said, "At your word. And he caught so much, the boat almost sank. And Peter said, I'm undone. I don't know what to do. He said, come with me. I'll make you fishers of men. He was so impressed by Jesus' results. He said, man, what is it? Jesus said, come on. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how to do everything I do. That's how we're going to gain the world because they're going to want the results that we have. But you're going to have to get to the place where your mindset shifts so that you only receive, hear, speak, do what God says. So if you've been listening to this message today, you're like, man, this is powerful. I want a life like that. But I don't know Jesus. Well, guess what? you are in the exact right place. Because it's not hard. I can introduce you to him right now. The Bible says that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. See, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us got issues. All of us had a past. The key is, are you tired of living that way? And if you want the life that Jesus died to make available for you, all you got to do is accept the offer. Salvation is free, but it comes with a cost. And that cost is your life. You got to trade the life you're living for the life he has. You got to be willing to make him your Lord. Give him permission to make your every decision. You got to believe that God loved you enough to do it for you. To give up his son for you. And if you believe that and you want to make that decision today, just pray this prayer with me. Precious God, come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe Jesus Christ died for me. And I want to receive him as my Lord and my Savior. I give him permission to make my every decision. Be my father. Make me your child. Teach me how to live for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And if you prayed that prayer, you're now part of the body of Christ, the family of believers, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church. And if you desire that today, you desire to be a part of my church, we would love to have you. Just follow the instructions on the screen. Go to our website, www.lovemychurch.org. Click contact us. Fill out a connection card. And one of our Ministers will get back to you with the next steps. They'll give you the instructions. We're in the process of preparing for our our brand new digital discipleship groups. We're so excited about that. That's, that's the next thing to come. We've been working hard this year to present a, a brand new form of ministry for you guys. We're a totally virtual ministry. We broadcast on every platform just about there is. As you, you may be watching already, if not... I want you to know we have all of our ministries available on Roku, Firestick, Apple TV. We've got a brand new app on Apple phones, Apple devices, and Samsung, Google devices. All of it's available to you. We've got a web channel on all of the podcast platforms, Alexa devices. However you need to get this word, we got it available. And it's not just the word we've got. Ministries for every facet of your living. We've got men's ministry. We've got women's ministry. We've got marriage ministry. We've got substance abuse ministry. We even got just some stuff lighthearted to make you laugh. Whatever it is that you need to become a well-rounded believer, we have it available for you. And we want you to make sure that you get access to all of it. So... Go out to our website, check out our ministry, see what we have to offer, and contact us. Let us know you want to be a part of what we're doing. Secondly, if you've been blessed by this ministry and you want to help us continue to spread the gospel around the world, because we we have a mandate to make sure that the world gets the gospel of Christ. And we take that mandate very seriously here. I'll tell you, we have a huge mission that we have just stepped out into, and you want to help us do that. You can be a blessing to us. You can use cash app, dollar sign, MyChurchLynchburg, paypal.me forward slash My Church Lynchburg, or you can use the GiveLify app. However you desire to give, just know that your gifts are going to help us continue to do what God's called us to do in the earth, to spread this gospel all around the world. This brand new ministry platform is doing great things already, and we're excited about where God has taken us. But if you want to be a part of it, Just go ahead and sow your gift, sow your seed, sow your tithe, your offering. Just know that we're going to do exactly what God told you to do with it and help others receive what God has made available. But we're so excited about what God is doing. But in any event, make sure you come back and watch with us again on Next Time. And make sure you share this message with two or three of your friends. Tell them about the platform. Tell them, make sure they go out and download it on their phones, on all of their smart devices, on all their streaming platforms. Make sure they've got the word so that they can get to it. You don't want to miss any of our content because I'm telling you, we're putting great effort in to bring you nice, great quality Christian content to make sure you've got the things that are going to bless your life whenever you need them. But we're so excited about it. God bless you today. We love you. Please stay tuned for our announcements, and we'll see you again on next time. I'm Pastor Tuck. I love you. See you again on next time. At my church, we help people get better by teaching them how the word works, and we want to make sure there is no excuse not to get the word. It's our goal to make all of our ministries accessible on every smartphone, tablet, PC, and television connected to the internet. So whether you're a man who needs some wisdom, a woman who needs some encouragement, or a couple who needs guidance, the My Church channel has just what you need. Simply search for the My Church channel on Roku, Firestick, or Apple TV, or visit MyChurchChannel.org. You can also download the MyChurch on the Go app from Apple or Google Play App Store. Constantly on the move? Check out the Word at MyChurch podcast on your favorite podcast platform. or simply download the Word at My Church skill on your Alexa-enabled device. But whatever you do, make sure to stay connected. See you soon.